All right. Welcome back to another edition. The the show actually started about five minutes ago in my office. Brooks Whitmore, Stevie Slapshot, Mark Hayes. We're back here. Vegas Sports Nation for another great day. Another great weekend of sports. We had a lot of sports here. Me and my partner, we had the opportunity to go to a, a game, which ended up not being a real good game. But for Boise State, that <laughs> they dominated UNLV. Uh, but with that being said, UNLV is uh, going to be heading to a bowl. And we'll discuss that a little bit later, kind of run down. And we'll talk a little Raiders. And we're going to jump right into uh, towards the end is the portal. We'll talk is the portal is a good thing or a bad thing. We got some disagreement with how the portal should be handled. And I think uh, the portal and uh, players um how it's being done they need to have some guidelines on it but we'll we'll discuss that about which guidelines will be work better for the players but um being a former player i know this is the best thing with these guys getting paid and able to get their uh, name and likeness and you know just get what they're worth instead of struggling and not being able to make money so we'll discuss that we'll talk some golden knights coming off a uh loss their last game i think they got a two or three game road trip and stevie it's father's uh day huh it's uh yeah, it's dad's day dad's trip dad's trip so they're gonna be traveling with the dads um on their dad's trip i know that's coming tomorrow. up here yeah it's the dad's trip go to st louis tomorrow and then uh yep and then dallas little two yeah. game road trip the dads are going with them dad trip is coming look we'll talk about that at the our, our final segment but let's drive right into it raiders off day by week raiders are one and out this week Right. One and oh, <laughs> three and two for Antonio Pierce. He won on the bow on the bye week. There you go. We'll, yeah, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure, Absolutely. So, so, I mean, it was actually really quiet in the Raiders camp for the first time in oh forever. I think. Yeah. Have you guys heard any gossip? Any they real? tried to stir up a little bit of gossip today. Help me out today. They had a list come out of the potential suitors for the head coaching job. Okay. And they thought up, brought up some names, why they should, Mark Davis should consider these five guys. And that was interesting of who they picked and uh, why they picked them. And Antonio Pierce was right there at the top, in the top five. So I, you know, I mean, who knows what Mark Davis is going to do, but that's the only real thing I heard on the coaching front is who, cause this hardball thing is flying around and, um, you know, Harbaugh may leave Michigan. If they win a national championship, he may leave Michigan. And so he might have a head coaching job at one of these, uh, these teams. And I heard Chicago. I heard the Raiders. They're saying the Bears coach might be fired. The he commanders, fired. the commanders coach Rivera might be fired. He probably will. And so Harbaugh, they said with the Bears having the top five pick, bring in Harbaugh, he'll drive JJ McCarthy. They'll get rid of Justin Fields. They'll solve. The quarterback situation, but that's not their issue. They got a lot of other issues, but we'll talk about that later as it gets kind of closer to the Mark Davis making that higher. But let me help you out. Mark. They play the Vikings this weekend. Let me help you out. Harbaugh's going to San Diego. <laughs> well, well, yeah, the Chargers. <laughs> Where would you go? Well, I, I, I was going. Well, they're not San up. Diego no more, but he might go to San Diego for vacation. Oh. Never mind. What is he? Los gonna, Angeles. He got to go to Los Angeles. He got to go down. A, he got to go down the road. He's going to live in San Diego. Commute to LA. He got to go down the road. I agree. With Unless San Diego is having a team, I don't know. If, if I if I was him, I'd go to the Chargers. And, yeah. and if I was the Chargers, I would hire him. Yeah. Because the coach. But if Staley now, is still doing. has the job. I haven't even heard anything about Staley being released, fired, or his situation is hasn't changed much since. That's because Spanos is cheap. <laughs> he didn't want to pay two coaches in one season. Yeah. Well, let's 
He'll be fired. Yeah, you he think so? Be. It's it's about four or five coaches that are on the hot seat. I think, and Bill Parcells is one of them. Do you think they fire him or he resigns? Oh, I think he just gracefully bows out. Two and ten, they are awful. Yeah, they are. So Mac Jones is not the best player to Alabama in the last couple of years. Remember they were saying that when he got drafted first round, yeah. and they were saying he's better than Jalen Hurts. He's better than Tua Tagovailoa. No way. No right. Now I didn't want to say, use that word. I wanted to use a different word. Yeah. But Mac Jones is Mac Donalds, right? He yeah. is. He's no Mac, franchise. He is tired, though. He's like he's like a chicken McNugget. He just. He's got nothing. What happened? He can't read an NFL to Mac defense. Jones, but it's, in his rookie year, he actually had some promise. Well, wait a sec now, because that excites me. Because what about the quarterback matchup this weekend in Las Vegas? Yeah. Is that going to be a barn burner between Aiden O'Connell and Josh and Dobbs? They're talking about Bench and Dobbs. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you guys hear that? They're saying Bench and Dobbs and going back to. Yeah, he looked at kind (laughs) of. But it's so much bad football being played in the National Football League. And it's unbelievable that. So many quarterbacks have been injured, and now backups and second-year guys are playing. And I've been saying this for years, though. One of the key positions I think that is overlooked on a football team is the backup quarterback. Because you're you're at a 40% chance of your starting quarterback going down sometime during the course of the season, maybe a 50% chance. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you become so exposed. Because you could be rolling right along. You could be 6-1, and and then your quarterback goes down. Or let's say the Bengals, what were they, five and three? Their quarterback goes down, and now nobody's talking about the Bengals, but they are after last night. But in general, nobody's written off the Bengals. Yeah. no, And and so that backup quarterback position is so much more important than people ever give it any credence to at all. Yeah. And you can see the arrogancy in some of these teams, right? Like, they they rely so heavily on their starter. Like... Not, not that they don't think they can get hurt because it's football. They know the injuries happen. No things, uh, happen, but the way they shuffle quarterbacks from the practice squad to the active roster off the practice squad, we're going to cut you. They cut bowls from the Jets today and he started two games because they're anticipating Rodgers coming back and they got three other, uh, two other quarterbacks. They're saying, you know what I mean? So much, it's so much shuffling. Joe Flacco was eating McDonald's <laughs> two weeks ago and now he, Played against the Rams, right? And we've seen that story before. Remember Baker Mayfield a couple of years yeah. ago? He came in the Rams one week of practice. They beat the Raiders. So my question is, how many right now do the backup quarterbacks, do they warrant an opportunity to go somewhere and start? Right? Like they're like, like with Browning. When he's not... We know who Burrow, that's this job. So when Browning comes, I mean, Burrow comes back, do he have an opportunity to go to a team where he can potentially start or do he just continue to play the backup role in Cincinnati? And it's the same situation around the league with like with Cleveland. They're saying Joe Flacco's now on the practice squad. He's not may or may not play. Dorian is going to clear protocol. And so he'll be the backup and PJ Walker be. A practice squad guy. So it's just like, it's so many moving parts, but also look at in Indianapolis, you guys, Garden Minshew. Yeah. He had been there. They brought in Richardson. He gets hurt. Minshew is the guy, but he was the backup and could have been playing and starting at another team 
with 32 teams in the National Football League. Why is it so many pretty decent quarterbacks that are backups not getting an opportunity to start at other teams? Well, is that because, number one, they're under contract? So maybe you got a three-year contract with Gardner Minshew, and you say, okay. But those guys' contracts aren't guaranteed. They, If they're on the like the practice squad, like today I seen uh, Rippon, Mark Rippon. Uh, okay. wasn't Mark Rippon's nephew. Yeah, they Brett. cut Brett. They cut him from uh, to, uh, bowl, bowl yep. from the Jets and brought in Rippon, who was on the Seahawks practice squad. Mm-hmm. So that's how that happened. Just shuffled him from the practice squad and picked him up and signed him to their practice squad. And he was under a contract. So I don't know the logistics of how the contract worked, but when you're on a practice squad, you're making about eight to $10,000 a week, which mm-hmm. is a lot of money to us, but to them. So I think you can shuffle a player away from another team and either put him on your practice squad or sign him to the active roster. So I think whatever the situation is, that's what they just did today. They took bowl, cut him. He started two games. But I think their thought process is Rodgers is coming back. We're going to make Simeon probably the backup and we're going to have Wilson as a third string potentially out the door. I think Wilson leaves the Jets after this season because Rodgers is coming back and I think Simeon is probably going to end up being their backup quarterback. And that's kind of how it looks like it's going to shape up because he don't want he wants out of New York. He don't even want to play no more. Well, he's not the future of New York either. No. So, but you only got Rodgers for one, maybe two years. But he got his chance, and he is not the future. He blew his chance, and he's blown it for three years. But they kept giving him opportunities. (laughs) Well, so with the Raiders again, we keep we. I mean, we could talk a lot about the NFL. So Minnesota six and six, uh, the Raiders five and seven. They play at home. It's it is a home game at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday at one o'clock. Um. Aiden McConnell is getting better gradually. So what do we see out of these two teams? One is six and six and one is five and seven. Not much. Right. I, I just, I feel do like. Do the Raiders like, no, we like, like the Raiders in this spot? I do. This is, this is the game that the Raiders win that means nothing in the standings, that doesn't get them closer to a playoff game and just costs them a draft pick, yeah. a spot in the draft. This yeah. is a typical Raider victory and the Raider and then in the position where the Raiders are f- too familiar with, <laughs> right. like coming off a bye, right. they're under five hundred with the eleventh pick in the draft. But I think one thing they can't they're playing for right, Stevie is Antonio Pierce right now. They're playing because yeah. the more wins they get, I think it boosts his opportunity to be, be the head coaching job. Even if he's on a one year or two year deal, he's I know Mark Davis. If he does hire Pierce, that's going to be the cheapest hire he get. Yeah. Right. From the money standpoint, yeah. because he can do, he's already on the hook for 85, what, million dollars for two coaches right now. <laughs> right. Gruden 10 and then, you know, McDaniels yeah. five or six or seven million and then a couple of assistants. But you keep Antonio Pierce for two years, you give him two X amount of dollars a year. Right. Yeah. You don't lose anything. And so what, what can Antonio Pierce do at this point to, other than win games, secure his job as a head coach? He said he didn't even move out of his assistant coaching office yet because everybody's like, why you haven't moved into the big office? He was like, I still, I'm an intern. I'm an, I'm an interim coach. So I'm going to stay in my office 
until I get the for sure that the interim tag is pulled off. I think that what can he do? I mean, he's doing what he can do culturally. He's doing what he can do to to turn the team around. And the and then the last it's wins bullet, and losses, right? Bullet point is wins and losses. That's what it really comes down to. Yeah, and if and if he continues to win, it's somewhat to the Raiders' detriment. Yeah, for them to win from a draft standpoint. But at the end of the day, it will help his cause. And I don't. I'd, I'd like to think that everybody wants him to be there. Of course. And I think that I don't think that there's this big conspiracy thing among the. Players to say, "Hey, we want to get a good draft pick next year. Let's lose because they don't want to lose." No, no. I, I mean, so they... I, I think that there's a group that wants to win, and that's probably why they're going to win. Yeah, and they're still in that wild card hunt. So there, I mean, there's some teams that are like start. Look at the Packers, right? They just beat Kansas City, right? And look at Tennessee; they just lost to the Colts. So it, even at their record. And the Chargers aren't playing well. And I mean, the Chiefs. I mean, so the Raiders are kind of still on that edge of a, a, uh, in the hunt for a wild card spot if they can win five or six of their next seven games. They have an opportunity. They go against Minnesota. They got the Chargers, Kansas City again, the Colts, and the Broncos. Next four games. They can win at least three of those four. They can at least win three or four of those next four games. Well, no, yeah, and they could also lose them all. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't think these I guys. About the Raiders. I don't think these guys are going to, uh, they're going to play hard for Pierce and they're going to go run through a wall. I, I don't see them again. You got Minnesota, you got the Chargers. So I don't think, what do you think, Stevie? Do you think they have a chance to kind of win five out of the next? I, I think they could, Mark. Here, here's, if I'm Mark Davis, first of all, I get a different haircut, but, <laughs> but, but I, I want to look at how the team. I don't care about wins and losses. I want. I want to see how the team plays for Pierce. Yeah. Right. I. It, it doesn't matter to me if they win. How. How are we playing? Is this team improving under him? Yeah. As, as the games go by. Yeah. In the locker that's room. I, that, in the locker yeah, room yeah. is well, very important. All, all around. Yeah. In that's, the locker that, room. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. And 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 I think I think Pierce will make a a good showing in that regard. We the the, the locker room is already way better. Yeah. Than it was with McDaniels. Way better. It's an unbelievable improvement in that regard. And I, and I think they're playing better because they want to, they want to play for them. Yeah. Right. And, and if they can kind of keep improving again, if I'm Mark Davis, that's what I'm looking at. I don't care if it's a win or a loss. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. And I it's think how they play. Yeah. And I think Mark Davis is probably looking at it the same way because he took over a team that was in turmoil. Shamdo. It yeah. was. It was it was it was going in the wrong direction. That's why he made that decision on Halloween night to fire McDaniel's right after the the game they had. So, I guess final point is, I mean, the Raiders win and continue to improve whether they win games or lose games. Because the last two games that they did lose, they were in those games. You're playing a correct tough Miami Dolphins team, right? Right. So, and they played the Chiefs. Right. So those two games they weren't supposed to win. But I've I seen an improvement in this team based on just everybody kind of had each other's back. And that to me, as a former football player, you're looking around like, all right, man, I'm not I'm not going to miss that block or I'm not going. I'm going to block that full four or five seconds on the pass. Uh, when we're pat- So I seen those guys really putting it. They're all into every play. And I didn't see that when McDaniels was there. No, correct. 
Not You're right. Him. Yeah. Maybe they'll call Odom. Maybe he'll be coach of the year, and Coach Odom will come and play and they, coach for the Raiders. And he doesn't have to pay for any moving expenses. <laughs> they got so many awards that's been handed out at UNLV. I mean, now let's jump into our UNLV. I guess our uh, Hunky did say he was going to be traveling to an event. They're getting ready for their bowl game, so he said he would try. If he couldn't, he would get with us next week. So we'll just move on. Let's get into the UNLV. All right, so let's recap a little bit of the game. I mean, We're going to have to talk a lot about it, Boise State. Big season, right? Great season. Big, Best season in 20-plus years. years. <laughs> yeah. Big game, but it was a big loss. Big loss. And I think sometimes as a program, as a group, as the even the Knights, you have to, you have to get there to be comfortable there. And so this is their first time going to that Mountain West championship game, and they just they look like they weren't comfortable in that huge big game environment with all that pressure. And it kind of exposed them a little bit in that game. It exposed Maeva a little bit. It exposed some play calling we talked about. Yeah. Defensively, Mark all game was just they can't get off the field on third down. How many they times couldn't. did you say that? I, I mean, every third down almost. And they were like tw- 8 for 12, like at 9 yeah. for 12 or something. I think they got them off of the field. One was a pick. Yep. <laughs> the guy <laughs> ran it back. And I think the other one was the guy. I mean, it was a penalty, and they had fourth and long, so they had the punt. So that was that was crucial. I mean, and that's all we kept saying, right? We weren't even talking about switch to quarterback, which Brumfield did get in. We wasn't talking about – players it was just the little things get off the field on third down give your offense an opportunity to have a short field right right and they couldn't do that i mean this team when you when you have 11 or 12 third downs and you complete 10 or 11 you're at 90 percent right on third down and these weren't like long third and the plays that they had on the third down were like 75 yard runs 50 yard runs 75 yard pass. It was like, it was big plays on third down. It wasn't they were just trying to get the first down. And that, that to me was one thing I wanted to ask Hunky because as a former football player, you preach that get off the field on third and short, get off the field on third and long. Let's get off the field. And that's why I kept preaching it because I can just hear my coach saying that over and over and over and over again. So I was really not happy with the how they performed on third down. They lost the game. You're going to lose some. You're going to win some, right? But they won nine games. Happy about that. But the third down conversions and the third downs with the way Boise State was getting those third downs, Stevie, it was like – it's almost like UNLV came off the field on third down and it ran back on first down. Right. It's like they just – the whole team just came off the field, right? It looked like the Boise State was just playing by themselves on third down. So, um, But, again, they had a great season. Big game coming up, bowl 26th, game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this this team, I mean, they got more awards with this year's team than I think UNLV's had in a decade. I mean, just collectively, individual awards, team awards, um, coach of the year. I mean, I mean, they had two guys that are all Americans, second team all Americans. Josh White and then P- uh, Jose Pizano. Mm-hmm. And he's going for the Lou Groza award. I haven't seen this team in all the years, even when back when I played, and we had some good, great players. This team collectively had individual more awards than I've seen UNLV have in over a decade or longer. And so that says a testament from an individual standpoint, but they also were nine and four, right? So Barry Odom, coach of the year in the Mountain West, 
still a finalist for the coach of national coach of the year. But with twelve candidates, yeah, there, yeah, twelve. Not that many. No, not that many. And he's he's right there. I mean, he could easily be. They saying it's Norvell, maybe down at uh, at Florida State because of what happened. <laughs> and we can talk about Norvell, what happened to Florida State. But I think UNLV has a very important game just to end the season because now you got a national audience, right. right? They're gonna have a huge national audience on national TV playing against a Big 12 team in Kansas who they played years ago. They actually split. And I didn't know this. UNLV won one game against Kansas and Kansas beat UNLV one game. So they're one and one against Kansas in the last, I think in the, like it was 2013, 2014. They did beat Kansas. Oh, like a home and away. Um, I don't know if they were, I think one was at Sam Boyd and I think yeah. the other one might have been in. Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. It might have been our two at home. I mean, I'm not sure, but I know I've seen it. And I was like, wow, they will actually beat Kansas, you know, in a game. Like that's a, that's a big deal. And this was like 10 years ago. So, um, what do you guys think about this bowl game? I mean, they're headed to a bowl game. This is just like the Mountain West tournament, right? They haven't been in a bowl game since 2000. Same kind of pressure. They're 12 point dogs in this game. Wow. Two touch. It'll be two touchdowns by yeah. then. So mm, they're not necessarily anybody, anybody's favorite to pick. Kansas of, of today is a lot better than your 10 year ago, Kansas. I'll tell you that. Yeah. When they were kind of not good at Yeah. They was they a doormat were, of the Big 12. Yeah. The doormat. And so I think they're going to have their hands full, but at the same time, they've got quality players. They've got, you know, nothing changed. It will, yeah. Nothing changed. In three weeks. And it's, yeah, the whole change. team's up is going to change. And they have, they have the capacity to put up points. We know that. Yeah. Their defense has shown up in spurts. They shut out Air Force for a whole half. I know. Which is virtually impossible yeah. to do. And so they've shown these glimpses where they have, you know, where they're really, where they've been really, really good. I think what you said earlier, what you just harped on, would be the key to them getting winning this game is getting off the field in third down. Yeah. If they can hold Kansas and get off the field on third down, we're going to score points. Yeah, we will. I mean, we blew up in this game. It was a bad game. But that's the first time we've seen the Rebel offense not put up points. Yeah, not drive season. down the field and, yeah. and, and put points to points. But I guess that leads us to the big question, Stevie. Maeva yeah. in the portal. Does he play in this game? Probably and if not. he doesn't play, what – do the offense look like with Brumfield? Right. Yeah. Well, if and that, he is in the portal, is it is official as of yeah, yesterday? Yeah. So yeah. there's been a lot of naive portal drama in the last 24 hours. Yeah. And he was in, and I was and I looked at it yesterday when you asked me. I looked at it this morning. <laughs> yeah, it showed he popped up on the fourth. So it, he did it. Today. He did it last That's night. Over at my job. Late last night, he must have did it. Okay. And decided, or I didn't see, I don't follow him on Twitter or anything, but usually they do it on there first and then it kind of hits 24 seven sports and different outlets. Yeah. But he is one of the 24 seven sports. Yeah. He is one of the players that's in the portal and history speaking. Of course, we've only had the portal three years. History speaking, a guy that enters the portal doesn't play in that bowl game. Usually the case. All right. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. He doesn't play because he doesn't want to play, or he doesn't play because the coach says, I don't want him to play. He's leaving. So which one is it? I think it's more more often it's the player who, who says, okay, I've entered the portal. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play. But I, I think there have been cases where the coach has said, well, you're, regardless of what you want to do, you're not playing because you entered the portal. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I, I agree partly with what Stevie said. Um, 
you you you're not gonna be here, <laughs> right? We got. I mean, we know what Brumfield can do. So I'm just looking at it from the UNLV standpoint. He's not. He did a, have a great season, but he. I don't think Maeva right now is a power five quarterback. I don't. I don't see that in him as far as playing at a big school when you got. I just was look sixty five, almost seventy five power five guys that's transferred out, meaning backups from Washington State, right. backups from UCLA, backups, 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 backups from all these huge schools, and then you throw in a Jaden Maeva. I mean. Uh, where, where would he, where would he end up? Arizona, maybe, or, but they got a quarterback that's a freshman. Does he end up at an Oregon State who lost their quarterback again? So it's just tough. And I think he had such a good season. He felt like this was the right time to do it. And that's what a lot of these coaches have to deal with. If they have a huge season, like we talked with Ohio State guy, right. he was 12 and 0. Right. And one loss to Michigan, first year starting. And he was, and he's only making a couple hundred thousand dollars right now. So can he go somewhere else? Is it for the amount of money or is it for the national exposure, which he got at Ohio State? So what else could he possibly want to transfer for? And this is first year starting because he's not an NFL guy then to me. And, th- and let me get to this point. You guys kind of jump in and attack me or, or agree with me. I think a lot of these guys now are going in and hurry up to get that money and trying to get as much as they can because most of them will not make an NFL roster. I, they have agents now, right? So take, since they have these NIL deals, they have agents. They got uh, not agent companies. Or, or, okay, well, yeah. what, that handle is, NIL deals. Yeah, but I, I think negotiating. I, I think what happens often is those guys know how to talk, right? Those oh, yeah. guys know how to get in their ear. Yeah. Well, they're I, they're probably so. So the, I imagine they get some kind of commission, right? Percentage. All right. So so they're talking to these guys to get them to do something. To I can get you more money because I'm going to get my percentage. And you know these are kids. These well, are they. They don't. Have, they're not seasoned like we are. Yeah. Right. With a guy chirping at me. Yeah. Well, you got so, nineteen. So a lot of them got families too, though. I mean, yeah. the okay, but but the families also are looking at the money, right? And so and so. That kind of brings us to the chaos that is the portal and that is NIL and how do we manage it? How do we clean it up? Now, you're Mark's up the opinion that the ship has sailed. You can't rein it in. You can't stop it. It's going. And I would disagree with that. I would think that they need to put some rules of engagement into play with regard to NIL. I don't know if they cap the money. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think they would ever... That would be a long-ass legal battle if they tried to cap the money. I think that would never happen. Because the same guys who are representing the players would be the same guys fighting that in court. Okay? So that probably won't happen. But the NC2A just came out with some crazy idea of if you want to be in the elite subdivision, they don't tell you who that is. Powerful. Power five, but Big Twelve pack. I mean, oh, really? Let's SEC, say that, ACC. that some small school has a rich donor, right? And he says, and they say you got to put up thirty thirty thousand dollars per player. They have about five hundred scholarship players, well, between all sports, right? Yeah. So that's about seven mil that you have to throw in this trust fund for athletes. Well, that and that's and, and let me and I want you to finish, but I want to just make this point before I forget. 
right now, the school has no control of what the players are making. I think that bill will give the school more leverage because right now it's not the school who's dishing out the money. We got, let's remember that. Let's, let's think about what we, what we're saying. And I want you to finish with your point. It's not the school who's paying the $1.8 million or the 1.7 million or the $5 million that Caleb Willow was getting. It's the big sponsors like McDonald's, Dr. Pepper. They are controlling how much they give each player. So it's not the school who has any say so in that. But I think with this, it gives the school enough to say, Hey, Hey, Coke, Coca Cola, Dr. Pepper. If you're going to pay Caleb Williams, I'm using him just as an example because he's yeah. one of the highest paid. If you're going to give him $30,000 per month for the four month season, right? Right. We're going to take that $30,000. We're going to stick it over over here with Caleb Williams name on it. And we're going to give him X amount a month or X amount at the end of the season, right? Per each sponsor. I think that's kind of what they're trying to go because the school right now has never had a obligation to the nil deal that's why they didn't want to do it they washed their hands nc2a and all the schools so but the, with that trust fund though if i got one guy who's getting three or four million dollars we're going to put it in this trust fund so at the end of whenever you retire not retire but whenever you leave or if you decide to leave school early it's like a withdrawal here you go caleb that's 2.8 million dollars that you were given in the course of your time at usc so i think that is kind of what that bill is trying to do where what your point was and and i keep i'm running i want you to finish the reeling it in i think that's what that bill is trying to do well it, and that's a good concept and that's a good idea but there's one flaw in this thing the inmates are going to be running the asylum because the the by doing this, it would allow the institutions to create their own set of rules to help police those areas of the market for college athletes in unique ways. Yeah. Can you imagine allowing Georgia and Alabama to control this thing with their level of integrity? Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, we don't know exactly. This is the first, and I seen it, and when I talked to you, and you sent, I sent it to you, but I don't, I don't think, and we got to remember this too. Only one to two percent. I must let me say five. Let me change that. I'm wrong. It's only about five percent of the players that are really making money. Right. The right, right guard, the right tackle, the punter, the guy that's number fifty nine who has a scholarship or partial scholarship that may that's a backup. Everybody's not making that kind of money. But maybe somewhere in that what they're trying to do, it says spread it out. Amongst that scholarship players right instead of two guys on a team making i know i got i got some friends who kid and i can tell you this and i'm no, no names but i can tell you that there are guys that are playing that i know personally that are on teams that are in the top two or three on the team as far as instagram followers twitter followers and they're Social not media. they're not making but about 40 or fifty thousand dollars. okay and they're elite players so and a lot of depends on the sponsors. Right, and I agree with you. I think it's a very a very loaded um, a weighted amount of money is going to a very few a very number small number of players. But if you read this article, there's a, there's another bomb in here, okay? Half the money under Title 9 has to go to female athletes. Can you imagine dropping 3.5 million per school into the three into the female athlete budget? Where they 
you know, unless they can self-generate, like the gymnastics young lady at yeah. The LSU. Yeah, LSU. Yeah, done. Unless they can self-generate, but there's going to be a huge pile of money if this goes through with Title IX still in play. But this also allows them to set their roster sizes. I mean, it's amazing how much latitude they are going to give these institutions. It's it is scary. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same control that they give the institutions with the scholarships. All right, I was like I said, four year scholarship, but some of but the but they but, but but again, let me tell you this is let me let me let me let me break it down for you as far as this the the scholarship goes. It's for your room. It's from your board, right? It's for your room. It's for your board. My room and board. Food included doesn't cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? It doesn't cost that much. No. And then you give me an eight hundred dollar a month, and I'm some schools probably making more, but back then we were getting eight hundred dollars a month if you lived off campus. My rent was six hundred dollars. Okay, let's do the math. My rent was I had eight hundred dollars stipend plus my my uh tuition. Uh, $800 stipend. My rent between two people was $600. That left with me with 200 for my light bill, my power bill, and my food, right? And so every month I was hustling just to get to the next 800. And so that's why so many kids get in trouble. They meet yep. agents. Um, even in Las Vegas, I, like again, I, I sit right next to a locker with a guy that I've known for years, still know him to this day, and we laugh about it, but you get a a bookie that comes and say, Hey, here's X amount of dollars. Here's $10,000. Why don't you sh- shed some points or do some point shaving? So there's so many factors with this NIL deals now. And like I said, I think it's, it's gotten s- <laughs> the first day when they announced this, they should have had those situations in place. And they right. didn't, they just right. said, right. And F I- you guys, here you go. And I'm of the proponent that you have a contractual agreement with a player, then that player's got to fulfill that contractual agreement. And if that agreement includes a bowl game, you're going to play. Or if I'm paying you, and that's and I'm not paying you, Dr. Pepper's paying you, that's where the confusion yeah, comes in. Yeah, a big in, confusion. Comes in that you are going to miss a game check. Now, does Dr. Pepper say not from us you're not going to miss a game check? Nine times out of ten, yes. They don't. Yeah. They, Dr. Pepper yeah. say you fulfilled our contract right. or you fulfilled whatever. Here's your $400,000 that we said we were going to agree to. You posted on social media. You, I mean, you've seen the Dr. Pepper commercial with yeah, Caleb yeah, Williams yeah. in it. You got a commercial. Yeah, you. you, you, you fulfilled that agreement. So here's your $400,000. Bam, boom. Our hands are washed. So just to wrap this up. Tomorrow, Wednesday in Las Vegas, they're going to have a meeting and they're going to announce more details. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm actually curious to hear how this goes because I, I, I've been afraid of NIL and I've been afraid of the transfer portal since it came out. And in the last three years, there's been more changes to college athletics than the 150 years before. Yeah. Between but- breaking up the, the conferences, between these, between pain, between NIL, between the portal, it, it, there's been so much change with no regulation. I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. And I think, and Steve, I want you to just kind of jump in your opinion, but another thing we can add to the fire a little bit is if we are going to NIL kind of bring the chaos down, right? Cause it's at a 10 now Let's bring it down to a four somehow. I also think they should have a component in there where you say, Hey, as a coach, we just watched in last week, <laughs> right? Six or seven coaches get fired, right? And 
it wasn't even 24 hours later, six or five or six coaches were hired at those same positions and they left their school where these teams are getting ready for a bowl game. Now you got the assistant coach or maybe even a new coach. He's not coaching, but he's standing on the sideline watching the game. So included in that with the ideal, because we want these players and it to be kind of fair across the board. The coaches should be accountable too to say, look, I paid you $7 million. You have to stay in coaching this bowl game if we make a bowl game. And I'm just saying, if we put in a stipulation on the NIL player, because what you're saying, Brooks, I somewhat agree with, there should be some regulation, some. Because right now it's none, right? It should be some guidelines, but it's only a handful of players that are getting the money. The other guys that are the center, he's going, that don't affect me. Right. <laughs> I'm not portaling. I got to go to the student union. Yeah, I hope, I hope the guy that's in front of me or behind me transfers because guess what that means for me? I can start or I can be next in line. So those backup guys, when these guys transfer and hit the portal, they're going, Maybe I have an opportunity. Maybe I don't, but I'm or happy. going, oh, man, look who came in. Or who's coming in. Yeah. So it's in it's guys that's been sitting in that program for two years. And then you get a, a coach that wants that five-star guy that he was, like Moore and uh, McCord and all these guys that are transferring. You know they're going to walk right into programs and start. Yep. <laughs> walk hey, right hey, into hey, programs hey, and start. UNLV is the best example you could ever see. Yeah, they're starting court. Uh, Woodard, he came from Arkansas. What about White? Yeah, I mean they they brought in some they brought in some great talent. Yeah, and they used them and they deployed them effectively. Actually, yeah, and, and I, they were actually a great example of how to use the portal. Yeah, and I and I think too a lot of people don't know what that portal does is it really affects the high school kids, the junior college kids, um, and then the kids that's been in the program for two or three years. Mm-hmm. That's really been like. Lift, you know, doing everything they was told they could do to play. And then boom, you got a guy that transfers in from Ohio State. And it's a, and I'm looking at the, right. In 2021, 1600 players entered the portal, right? Already they got a 560 players into the portal on this day one. They're saying a record number. They're saying about 25 to 20 to 3000 players are anticipating on being in the portal before the portal window shuts. I, I saw it today. So this is, this is part of my job, right? Figuring out where these kids are going. Yeah, it it was it was up to twelve hundred, and and that was fairly early in the morning, and and they just kept coming. Yeah, they just kept coming, and it's the open. It opened yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> on the four. Yeah, on the four. so so next year, I I told I I got up and I, I I told my boss, we cannot hang lines on these bowl games right. until like Wednesday now. Right, yeah. because we had so many people leaving yesterday, and so many, so many people, people leaving, leaving today. today. Yeah, you start hanging lines on and, kids that's and, not even going to be the there. Games moved like three, three and a half points. Yep. Yeah, because of yes, exactly yeah. right. Since this, the well, portal opened, quarterback left. Yeah, yeah, but since the portal opened, well, that's how it's happen? been. What's going to happen to UNLV? Yeah, the, 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 probably twenty-one. <laughs> no, because no. they got Brumfield. It'll be yeah. fourteen. Yeah, it'll go to fourteen once they get win. Now that's what I would. I, I know they moved, but and, and we're getting off. This is a different subject. I would be looking to play Ohio State because that quarterback now at Ohio State wants to prove himself. Yeah, 
Right? Yeah, so he's going to play his butt off in this game. He now. is going to try to play hard. I mean, and we don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't even know if they have a backup because this kid played all 12 games. But that went to your point. And let, I know well, we'll move on. Here, just real quick, he is at Ohio State. Yeah. Right. They, they didn't just right. grab some guy off no, the street. No. And this guy is going. So, he's, so he probably has talent, Mark. Yeah. And I don't even know if we, some of these schools, we've got the opportunity to even see the backup, right? Even when they were up by a lot, they might get a couple of plays and then they're kneeling down. So you don't even really get to see them play now as a backup in college. And well, I also think it keeps them from pigeonholing a player. Remember Joe Burrow was pigeonholed. Yeah. And then he finally got down to LSU and they said, Oh my gosh, who is this guy that we have never seen play before? Yeah. He was a backup at Ohio state and his, the portal for him would have been a godsend top. I mean, he made him a top (laughs) top player in the NFL, but I'm just saying not every player from the quarterback standpoint is going to be of Joe Burrow, right? Correct. Or no, no. Should, they're, they, they're not going to be that. Call the University of Iowa and ask them. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and you got to really almost be um you got to you got to hit it right on when you get these guys out of the portal too, right? Like is yeah. he going to fit your system? Right. Is he going is is he or she going to be right. in the locker room? Is it, right. are they going to get along with these other yeah. pl- You know what I mean? It's so am many I, factors that go I, into it. Am I picking up a cancer or am I picking up a yeah. price, you know, a shining light? Why what, did he leave right. uh, Ohio State? Was it cuz of money? Was it cuz he was just not liked in the locker room but he started like you know what I mean? Now you got to do your own investigation of these players that's coming out and of the portal. And you don't have time. No. You don't have time because these guys go into the portal and immediately that's 10 schools are after them. Right. Yeah, it's, it's coming now. A lot of, they already, you know, starting to see where guys are going because they've been already going, some of them with their coach, right? Like the guy from Oregon State, he already said he got two players. The one being the quarterback that was the backup to uh DJ. Yeah. Now he's going to Michigan State. And he's going to be the starter there. Guess how many Michigan State lost all three of their quarterbacks. To the portal. All wow. three. Wow. <laughs> all three because of a coaching change. Yeah, right. and that's fair, though. But all three? Yeah. I think your I, first string, your second string, and your third string quarterback? But when your coach leaves, he's the guy who made the promise. He made the promise to you and you and you to come in and play. You know, you're going to be here this year, and then you're going to fill in and come, you know, fill his But shoes. where are you going to? Who's? I don't know who you are if you're in the portal. You're the third string quarterback at Michigan State. The same guy a lot of other coaches recruited. Well, that's that's true. That's yeah. a that's a that, that and that and that can be a factor too because right. all these coaches recruit the same kids, right? And so all of a sudden, <laughs> I got I, I've been talking to Mark Hayes for for three for two years in high school. He went over to you know USC for one year. And now he's leaving. Hi, Mark. It's me. Remember me? Remember me? Yeah. Yeah. You remember me at Air, Air University of Arizona? I still like you. Come yeah. on over. Come on over. And now you now you <laughs> does that create? And I know we got to get to these nights and some other sports. Does that create? A bad environment for players that are and have I like this whole thing's bad. And you know why? Everybody's looking out for number one. The NC2A as an institution looking out for the NC2A. The coaches are looking out for themselves. The players are looking out for themselves. Yeah, now they are. Individual schools are looking out for themselves. Yeah. And that, that's, that's true. That's, but that's, and that, and we remember we used to always say the NC2A was, looking out for <laughs> themselves, right? They yeah. looking out for all the schools, but ultimately NC2A was looking out for their self. And I don't know. It's just so much to just dissect when it comes to the transfer portal. But I'm, I'm, I'm very interested with Jaden, my Ava, right? He did everything possible this year. Why do you leave and not come back and try to repeat? Money. But, but yeah, money. Yeah. 
That, and that's the only thing. I mean, you're a redshirt freshman. You didn't even, you, you wasn't even in the, the program a whole, I mean, the plan a whole year, at least play two seasons. You'll, you'll get the same amount of money if you played next year. Have you at, at UNLV? Yeah, if you play one more year at UNLV? I, I don't think so. Money's no. not there. You, UNLV does not have the clout in, let's say Corvallis. Yeah. UNLV does not have the clout here that Oregon State has in Corvallis. Yeah. So if he goes there, he, he'll get more money there, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think now, his- UNLV's trying to get there, right? And this season's a good first step, right? Yeah. Moving there. Yeah. But, but they're not there now. No. Yeah. And they, they, they will jump into the portal, but it, I think that one surprised me. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of, kind of shocked. I thought he'd stay around, especially after the, we got further the first 22 hours of the portal being open and no announcement. I thought, okay, he's going to stay, you know, the, the, you know, he's part of this building process. He's a reason for the building process. He's kind of the face of UNLV right now. Yeah. I would have thought know. Brumfield before him. Here, Same here's, here. here's, well, is, Brum, is Brumfield not a senior? Does he have one more year? One more I think year. he has one more year. Okay. Here's my other question. Is Odom definitely staying here? Yeah, I think he'll be here one more, one more to two more You're years. Sure. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, nothing's a hundred percent sure because I'm see, again at my job. I'm seeing his name come up in other positions that are now available. Oregon uh, State, uh, Oregon jobs, State, immediately yeah. his name came up. Yeah, and I, it, it it wouldn't surprise me, but just the person that I've interviewed and talked to, and we've had interaction. His, he, he seems like a loyal family man, but again, it's money involved. Mm-hmm. He, like Maeva, right, did a lot in one year. He can come back next year and be at 0 and 11. Yep. <laughs> and then nobody's calling or knocking at his door at all, right? Right. So, well, let's, man, this, I mean, we could talk for about this for, uh, yeah. we'll talk, we're going to continue to the, the follow the story and see where it leads us oh. to as far as that. Who else is going to leave from UNLV now that Maeva's not out? Does that open the door up for Brumfield or do Odom go to the transfer portal and see if he can? Cause I think right now, if I'm a player at UNLV or at another school, mm-hmm. I'm looking at UNLV. You got a Legion stadium. You yeah. got, uh, you, go-go you got offense. the, 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 the yeah. Fertitta facility. You got that go-go offense. You got nice uniforms nine and four to that second or third string guy who's not really looking for a big huge payday you can go and stack up on some receivers you can go stack up on some some running backs right those quarterbacks are probably the only ones that's getting that kind of money right right you know if he has a couple hundred thousand dollars to throw away to somebody that probably need it like a white go get another guy on the other side de jesus white and another guy receiver go get a top tier receiver so it's gonna be interesting to see now with uh with Jaden kind of the the dominoes have fallen on unlv football all right well we're gonna give the unlv rebel basketball team some love the ladies are the men well both well let's let we we went over so we got we got to get to the knights the men beat the zips 72 70 close (laughs) game they got some tests coming up around the coming up on the horizon here. They're in a very difficult conference. Colorado State's a top fifteen team. Mm. You, uh, Aztecs are in the top twenty five, and so UNLV basketball's got to turn the page and get going really quickly. And they've got a test coming up there. Uh, who are they playing? They're playing um, on the road. 
against who are they playing? Dayton. Dayton. Yep. Tonight. No, tomorrow. 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 Yep. Tomorrow, Dayton. Yep, yep. you're right. In Dayton. Yep. And then they're going to play uh, LMU at the uh, Dollar Loan Dollar Center. Loan Center. Yeah. Going back into town with the rodeo here. So that's interesting. The Lady Rebels, of course, beat Arizona. I went to that game, and they are they're, the Lady Rebels are the real deal. How much better than last year? Uh, a little. Or just like, maturity. Yeah. This a little a bit more organized, more playing as a team, and they did that last year. And but the, yeah, the, the, it's another level. Super smart, not you know, no dumb fouls. Yeah, smart on defense, knowing who to collapse on, knowing who's going to hurt you, and 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 keeping the ball out of their hands. I was pretty impressed. Arizona's a great team, and they they I mean they beat them seventy two fifty three. Yeah, so they, Arizona exciting. ain't the team of. Like the, I mean, the men has always been good. The women are no, but you know. So now we're taking on a power five team, and they're going to turn around and play Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yep. Oklahoma. And so you've got all of a sudden some teams you're playing now in your preseason, where we used to have a cupcake preseason, or not? You know, they wouldn't challenge people. Now we've got to win some of these preseason games, and if we continue to have success in the Mountain West, the Lady Rebs are going to be a force to be reckoned with. With a much higher seed in the NC2A, and let's move on to hockey. Because they only, they only, real quick, just on the Rebels, they only lost what three games last year? Yeah. Wow. Three. And they're eight and zero right now, so that is fantastic. Larock. That's fantastic. I'm looking forward to going out and checking them out. All right, so let's get into our uh, Stanley Cup champs Steve on the road. It's dad's. Uh, it's dad's week. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so two game road trip. Uh, St. Louis tomorrow, and then uh, Dallas, I believe, on Friday. Um, in a season, you, m- most teams will get a, this little two-gamer. And it, it started a few years ago, I think, with Ottawa. But I, I know it was a Canadian team. And they would go they, they would bring the dads on these two-game road trips. And they would win. And they were winning so much that it spread throughout the league. Now everybody takes their dads on these, on these little two-game road trips once a season. So off the loss last night, and they're playing St. Louis again on Wednesday, and the dads are there. I think the Knights come up with a victory on Wednesday, and maybe one on on Friday in Dallas as well. I like the way they're playing, boys. I'm, uh, it started with the third period in Edmonton, carried into Vancouver, and then Washington. Now, last night it was a kind of a mix. They they didn't dump the puck like like they had in the previous games, and and win the puck battles and get it to the front of the net. Um, so. No but, greasy game yesterday. Yeah, that was what, at the game. It was all breakaways and yeah. pretty play. Nobody getting dirty down low. Nobody. I mean, there was some activity in front of the net. I don't want to say no activity right. in front of the net, but there just wasn't that dirty, dirty play down on the boards. And I, I feel like sometimes the Knights, they, the Knights are like a seasoned basketball team. Okay. And you know how a seasoned basketball team will be like, okay. We know we got to get to the playoffs. We know we just got to get to the playoffs. And once we get to the playoffs, we're going to crank it up. We're going to ratchet it up. And I feel like the Knights have the little bit of that mentality. They know they're getting points every game. We got a point here. Got a point up at Edmonton. You know, so they know if they keep garnering points out of these ties, and even if they lose the game, they've got a point out of it. And I think, you know, they're, they're very, a very hockey smart team. And so I think there's a little bit of, I don't want to say complacency, but there isn't that edge to go get dirty every game. It's almost like they play to the level of their competition a little bit. And what do you think about that, Stevie? So there, I, there's some of that. It's not fun to play that way. 
You 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 will you will and they and they know they know this. The coach knows it. He said it. The players say it in between periods. They know what they have to do to win games, but it's that's not fun, right? It's not it's not fun to go win a puck battle with two other guys who are beating the crap out of you, right? Right. And and then and then go to the front of the net where guys are you know hitting you with their stick from behind, but but you win games doing that, and, and they know that. So I think they get away from it a little bit because. They want to do the highlight goal that'll show up on Sports Center, so there, there, there's some of that too. But 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 they know how to play. They can't play that way. I, I want to see them do that, you know, more. I th- I think the other thing that has played to their favor these last couple of games is no Martinez and no Theodore, and they're great defensemen. But they love the stretch pass, and the stretch pass leads more often to icings and turnovers than it does to clicking with somebody's stick. And, and getting a goal in, in an offensive play. You want to methodically kind of move the puck up the ice as opposed to the stretch pass. Yeah. And what, and I guess, and I agree with you. I haven't seen as much of those long, you know, blue line to blue line right. passes that right. are trying to hit somebody perfectly yeah. in stride as they're breaking through. But also I, I feel like our zone time wasn't that good last night. Like they had, they didn't have a hard time exiting their zone. So we bring the puck in, we get one shot off, they pick it up, they get out of the zone relatively easily. There wasn't a lot of contested moments as the Blues were trying to leave their zone. And it was kind of that way both ways. The Blues had moments where they, we both teams had, you know, maybe five minutes where they would get after it, but not consistently. And it was kind of both ways, actually. And so it was a pretty interesting game, but I agree with you. They're going to they're going to take it to the Blues. I, I think. I think so. You're you're ours. you're right about that too. And it, that there there's the the other side of it also is that you have just again it started in that third period in Edmonton and then two games where you've been hitting guys. All right, you you're going to be a little sore. Yeah. So I so I think last night maybe they shied away a little bit because I've had enough of this. Give, give me one game off. Well, they looked a little stuff. gassed too. Yeah, they had little moments in there where they all looked a little bit tired. They weren't yeah. really skating at you know high, yeah. high octane, high level the whole game. You know, so it's pretty interesting. So, Mark, that's the Golden Knight wrap up. We got a lot of stuff going on in town. The rodeo's coming, of course. You know, the first NBA in season tournament is coming to town. That's pretty exciting. I, it's kind of slid under the radar. I would say. Yeah. It's very much under the radar. They got to do a little better job hyping it, and usually the NBA is a pretty good hype league, right? But I feel like that's when it's been kind of low. The Igniter in town, the Jack Jones Classic at the DLC with UNLV is playing two games in that. VGK is playing the Sharks. So even the slowest week in sports in December, there's so much <laughs> going on in Las Vegas that it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of lot of football, a lot of basketball. Uh, don't forget, we got the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, coming up, um, yep. Northwestern and Utah. Yeah. Uh, so that should be pretty interesting to see. We'll be at that game, but you also got a lot of, uh, I think now a lot of, uh, you know, whoever's putting these tournaments on now are coming to Vegas and like they got this desert classic. I just read about that. It's a desert classic game. It's going to be, uh, Arizona versus, I forgot the other, the second team, but they're just coming for one day and they're just going to play. A basketball game and um that's it just one day and then you got christmas some of the other games that'll be here for the holiday tournaments but you're starting to see a trend of if there is a tournament out there if there is a sport 
no matter what sport it is, where they're going to end up in Vegas, right? Somehow, some way, even for right. a weekend, even like right. this one, it's it's December twenty sixth, one day. Yeah, I think the only thing we don't have now is cricket, it, it, and it's coming. It's unbelievable how where, where we've come. You guys have been here long enough. Remember when the NFL wouldn't run a commercial about right. Las Vegas? Oh. They the did. They wouldn't do anything. And now anything. everybody's coming here. It, 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 it's great for us, but it's 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 kind of overwhelming because <laughs> we for, we don't see some of the stuff or we don't get the opportunity to even know it's in town. It flies in and it kind of flies out. The only reason I got wind of this Desert Classic, I got an email. <laughs> it was like, hey, Desert Classic, and, and I don't know what, a, what you know what I signed my email up to, but... I just like Arizona versus and yeah, it's Arizona's just, it, number one in America. Yeah, so the it's called the Desert Classic. Number, they were number one team in yeah basketball the right Desert now. Classic. And I forgot who they were playing on the other side, but it was just it was interesting to see that. But I'll tell you, a little sad that uh, we played our last Pac-12 championship game here in Las Vegas. The Pac-12, I am not a huge fan of the Pac-12 having grown up in San Diego so we were always a little jealous of the Pac-12 as a conference but to see them dominate in college football in their last year of existence has been somewhat gratifying actually for me and I think Vegas will miss its relationship with the Pac-12. We host their basketball tournament, we host their football game 61,000 people came on short notice into the Allegiant Stadium and probably had the most electricity of any football game so far in the stadium. Yeah, in even the in the Raiders' history. Yeah, and even in the Raiders' stadium. Yeah. Well, last year was pretty hot. It was. Remember, we were thinking we were talking the same time. Utah yeah. and USC. It was yeah. like, oh, like. But this, but this one was different. Yeah. It was different. It was definitely different. Before we 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 got we get out of here, about a minute left. Um, any picks for this weekend? Yeah, I have a very safe pick. <laughs> that would be. The New England Patriots under. <laughs> the New England Patriots. How about you, Stevie? Anything? I, I well, want to pull I'm, my pick I'm back up with here. The Knights tomorrow, and I think I'll go with the Knights again in Dallas. And that 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 dad's trip is serious. They those, those teams win with their dads in the stands. Oh yeah, I always want. If you know that, you can feel free to text me when those games are. <laughs> I, I, that's the trouble finding out. Yeah. N- normally, you don't find out until no. they've until the game's see, gone. Yeah, yeah, or the first game of the two are gone. Right, you right. See a picture you of the, see the stands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I got two backup quarterbacks playing. Uh, J- Browning and Minchu, the Bengals and the Colts, uh, one, uh, minus one for Indianapolis. I think I'm gonna ride the Browning train a little bit. He's a Pac 12 guy. He's from Washington. So I'm gonna take the Bengals over the Colts in Cincinnati. I think this kid comes back and plays well. You know, he only had like four, five incompletions. He threw for over 300 yards, (laughs) but he's been in the league five years. A lot of people don't know that he's been in the league and he was like the number one passer in the state of Washington. (laughs) But. You know, good, 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 good. I think that's going to be my pick is going to be the Bengals and see if we can ride that Browning train. The ba- the backup quarterback is important after all. It is. He had the $5 million clipboard. It's about, I think it's like 12 or 13 guys that's playing in the NFL right now that are I, I, were I backups. It's 12. Yeah. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Vegas Sports Nation, another great show. We're going to have to turn to a two-hour segment. I'd agree with that. <laughs> it goes by so quick. So, uh, any plans for the weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go up to South Lake Tahoe and go skiing. Skiing? Oh, man. Make sure you take care of your knees and don't elbows and don't get hit in the head. And or you can get hit in the head. Every that time I see, yeah. I'm like, what's going on, Brooks? Oh, man, I just got 
knocked down in October. And I'm like, <laughs> any plans for you this weekend, Steve, besides working? I'll be working. That's it. Getting ready for the games, huh? Yeah. Getting ready for the bowl games. All right, guys. Well, until next Tuesday. All right. Be safe. Have fun in Tahoe. Have fun at the other job. At work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go Knights. Right, go Rebels. There you go. Thank you.